Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. And welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we are talking about 1991's Popcorn. Uh, definitely one of my horror favorites. It is one of the more memorable VHS covers from my childhood. Uh, but I didn't actually see this movie until college. But I am joined by Brian and Scott. I know for a fact that Scott has seen this before because we talk about it a lot. But Brian, have you seen Popcorn prior to this? No. No, what I were your not. what were your thoughts on it? I think that it's the most Matt Kelly movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like it is everything he ever wanted. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's got good lines. It's got a great like cast. It's got weird ass reggae songs. Part of that was because I believe, if I'm remembering my trivia on this movie correctly, it was actually all shot in Jamaica because it was cheaper to film there. So that's why it's all reggae music. But like this movie to me, is you've got the the main story about the slasher, but that's not what I care about when I watch this movie. It's the fake movies that they're watching in the movie theater are the stars of the show when you watch this film. Yeah. Is Willem Dafoe in this? I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. I was, I was watching this at 5 a.m. 
and I was Scott Rogering it. That's a lie. I was watching it at 6.30 a.m. and I was Scott Rogering it. Scott Rogering it. But yeah, for some reason, I was like too tired to go to IMDb. But the electric man in the movie, I was like, is that Willem Dafoe? I don't care enough. He and does kind of look like Willem Dafoe. <laughs> he does. Think I I have a, let, me, let me check my notes. I think that I do have a note on that. I knew exactly who you were talking about when you asked that question to us. Yeah. Like, he's thinking about the guy in the electric chair. For me, my it's, the, it's all about Mosquito. Mosquito is such a funny collection of clips specifically like the big one for me is is the brain suck out <laughs> but like just like the giant prop there's so many moments in that movie in the movie within a movie that are like absolutely the type of shit that Brian and I would write if we were writing a fake like 50s horror movie my favorite being the very last shot is the guy winking at the camera <laughs> <laughs> the line that I use a lot is, and I can't remember the exact last name, but it was essentially like, so is there a Mrs. Kelly? And he's like, yes, she makes apple pie, lives in Arizona. I call her mom. And that's like the big romantic moment. Yeah, that is Mrs. Kelly. <laughs> Fantastic movie. I love this movie. I love the kills in this movie. I love how weird this movie gets. I, I love that it's essentially a whodunit that you can't possibly solve. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's true. I hadn't really thought about it like that, but that's absolutely how it is. But Brian is absolutely right. I would love to exist in the world of this movie. Yeah, I would well, love... why don't you guys just tell everybody what Brian said this morning before we started recording? So I, I 100% believe this, that if Matt got sucked into a stay tuned situation which in no circumstance could i find that a horror movie in any way like i can't think of a movie that matt wouldn't like be excited to be in but especially <laughs> this one and uh like he knew like you're very aware he's like oh fuck this is popcorn like people are gonna fucking die he would still go i was so here's the thing i was thinking about this and you're right because <laughs> No one in the audience dies. It's just the people running the show. And I want to just be enjoying the movies. So I would be perfectly content sitting there and watching. But you'd know that people were getting murdered. So. Uh, but it would be, be like your Final conscience. Girls. They're not real people. Oh, uh, see, but here's the thing. They are, though. Like, that's like saying Pleasantville isn't real people that don't have feelings or sexual tension. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? <laughs> And why did I immediately agree with him? So like, <laughs> like Listen. sexual tension. <laughs> like, you just I'm got not... Frankenfurter on here for a second. Yeah. I try not to be a neckbeard, and I try not to watch horror movies with a critical eye and like, oh, I could easily escape from that. But I do have to say, I don't think you could successfully lock me in a bathroom stall. I feel like there's oh, a guy. lot of escape. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of escape routes in a bathroom stall. <laughs> under it, just crawl under it, or in whatever direction. I, I yeah. know it's it's shocking to get pissed on by someone that looks just like you, but collect your wits, put on your big boy <laughs> pants, and just climb over the stall door. Yeah. Oh, and there's, man. A, there's a handful of horror movies where people are trapped in a bathroom stall. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp comes to mind. But those there are bees! No, not the bees! <laughs> um, one of the things, retrospectively, that I don't like about this movie, so my only, really the only knock on this movie, the, the thing that makes it a four and a half star out of five star movie. Why are you doing the stars now? Now. what the fuck <laughs> yeah. they introduce supernatural stuff that doesn't make any fucking sense in the world of the movie like i got it dudes burn up 
mastered the art of making really good masks. I I can accept this. I can I can ride along on this. But like when Aunt Susan shows up, when the fucking marquee just magically changes to the word possessor, uh, no, like, like that that is like the point where I'm like, nope, this is breaking logic. This doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm I'm out. And also when he makes the first mask and it just starts smiling and like winking. I'm just like that. This doesn't make fucking sense. Like, and never comes back. It's not like they explain it later. Like, it's just kind of there. Ah, it makes yeah. me so angry. You know what? This movie sucks. It's not a perfect movie. I can't talk about it any longer. But yeah, it's just a fun movie. I just, I, I feel like someone else needs to talk. I'm just gonna keep talking about how much I love this movie. Yeah, listen, I, I won't shit on you like for liking this movie because I came in with the full like intention of like I'm Scott Rogering the shit out of this. I just need to get it done, and I'm only gonna watch the scenes that are horror related. But I did get caught in the whole discussion before they decide to have like the movies. It was very scream before scream, and they're just kind of like talking about horror movies. And did you write any of the uh, any of the lines down? Because I did. No, I didn't. So please refresh mine because I was very tired. So I know I enjoyed it, but I can't give a specific line. All right. Hey, hey. There is more social commentary and character development in Police yes. Academy 5 than <laughs> yes. all of Ingmar Bergman's cinematic smorgasbord. Yes, that was it. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, yeah, this movie hit, really does kind of hit a lot of those scream beats, though. You're right. I hadn't thought about it like being scream before scream. It's not like scream is the first fucking meta horror movie. You know, yeah. that's that. Anybody that says that is obviously 12 years old but i just think that it's always so fun when you get these pre-scream slashers that are like mm-hmm. in on the joke without being while being clever because there are ways i mean like student bodies is not fucking clever don't talk matt but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know like student bodies isn't clever it's just slapstick right and mm-hmm. and i think that there is like clever characterization in popcorn but also you, you got fucking d wallace so you can't go wrong with this movie also, sweetest fucking woman in horror, by the way. I'm drawing a blank right now, but is there a meta horror movie, let's say post-1960s? Because I'm sure there was definitely a lot of those like before, but is there a meta horror movie post-1960s before Scream that did like hit mainstream level? It really didn't. Like this movie no. was like here's a here's one of the facts on IMDB, and it's not like a crazy fact, but it's it's kind of for how good this movie actually is, it's kind of disappointing. Was that the film was such a box office bomb in the United States that most markets decided to not even put it in first run cinemas and it was just booked directly into like the discount cinemas. So like it wouldn't have ever been at like an AMC or a Regal or whatever. It would have just been at like one of those $5 theaters that's showing like the movies that came out three months ago, like just before they hit DVD. Mm. Like it just got dumped. This makes so much sense. Oh dear Lord. I'm looking at the reviews on uh, wiki like the review breakdown and says that it has a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes which is way too low but it said in in one of the top reviews the New York Times said it's the best spoof on horror movies since Alligator so (laughs) apparently I was a film critic back in (laughs) 1991 and didn't realize it but I, I mean I think absolutely in the same way that Alligator is by far the best spoof and rip off of the Jaws movies in in how it handles those beats. Like you have to think about the time period. This is 
at this point, horror movies, like the slasher movies, are all in their sixth or seventh run. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like part seven of this, part eight of this. So, like, there's no real new slasher movies. This is right before Candyman drops. So, you've got this movie that basically is a love letter to horror and it's a throwback to like the William Castle horror. Like it's all about the importance of seeing these movies in a theater. Like there's a scene in the beginning of the movie that we were talking about with the police Academy five thing where the one girl says like, why would people pay $30 to see movies that they can go and rent for five bucks at the video store? And that kind of mirrors what was like, the controversy in the late 80s, early 90s, when the VCR was introduced, like producers were terrified that no one would ever go to the movie theaters again because they could just rent the movie or watch it on TV. And they bring up the point of like, you give them something, you give them a 3D experience, you give them Shaco vision, you give them smellovision. vision, you, you, you do these, these little gimmicks to keep people enticed. And, you know, in, in its own way, like horror has always, as much as it is, the black sheep of the cinema family. It's always looked down upon. It is always the genre that is innovative and pushing things forward all of the time. You know, mm-hmm. like no one was making 3D dramas. You know what I mean? Like, well, because like, why would you? <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, but like it was, it was horror films that came up with that idea of like, let's have it come right out of the screen at you. You know what I mean? Like, all of the coolest innovations to the art of cinema all stem from horror. Shit, the first thing ever filmed was a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was Thomas Edison's Frankenstein. Like, horror has always been the most innovative genre. And I love that this movie kind of examines that and says, like, let's just do a throwback to, like, all of the crazy, sometimes dumb, innovative ways that we've tried to get people to come to movie theaters. Yeah. Well, because horror has always supposed to have been nothing more than fun. Like, that's it. It's supposed to be a fucking fun experience that you go and just have a fucking blast with. Being scared is fun. Like, like there's a reason why people go to haunted houses and haunted hay rides and stuff like that. You scream, you jump, and then immediately you start laughing afterwards. It is a fun experience to get yeah. startled. That's why you do it to Jade all the time. Oh my god, it's a blast. <laughs> she does not. Have, she does not have a fun time. But I have a. I, I, you know, I, I Megan was like. I won't watch horror movies with you anymore because you used to scare me every time we would do it. You would like go run and turn off the lights and then wait for me to find you. And I'm like, I did that one time. I do that every time Jade wants to have sex. (laughs) She's like, are we doing this? You can't find me. I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Will, who I follow on social media. And he posted a Instagram story the other day. And the first thing was just a title card that said, I've been hiding in my son's closet for the last 10 minutes so I can scare him. <laughs> and then a couple seconds later, it cuts to a video and it's like him in the closet and you just see the son kind of walk by the closet and sit down at his desk. And then out of nowhere, he's just like, and the kid like jumps like three feet in the air. That's it just was, mean. That's mean spirited. It was so entertaining. I was like, this is, oh, this made my day. <laughs> you, you shouldn't have kids. If you aren't going to cause some severe psychological damage to them. <laughs> I mean, of course we are, but I don't want to do it on purpose. <laughs> I mean, that's the fun of being an uncle. I don't have to deal with raising kids, but I can give them severe psychological damages all I want. You just yeah. need the mustache, dude. Yeah, like Riley. He really fucked up Riley. 
<laughs> Riley just bought a pack of cigarettes and a leather jacket because he was like, yeah, no, it's good to be a good student. I was a great student all through school. I got straight A's. <laughs> I will say something that, that actually only works in this movie that happens in a lot of movies. It happens in James Bond. It happens in horror movies. The villain does not succeed because he spent so much time explaining his master plan but it works for this because anybody who has anything to do with film must explain it in depth to anyone that will listen. <laughs> Case in point, the last five minutes of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and I like I love the reveal of Toby's real face. I love how like fucking weird and mangled it. Like it's burned, but it's also got staples all over it. And like he's just like taking people's corpses and making replica masks of their face to blend in in the crowd, which is a really cool. Like the only other movie that I can think of that did something similar to that, and it's not nearly as enjoyable, is Terror Train. With the killer killing people at a Halloween party and then stealing their costume and posing as them and then killing someone else. Like, constantly on the move changing costumes so it's hard for you to figure out who's who. But this movie just, like, the the whole, like, once he reveals his true face, he goes from, like, cool, calm, collected Toby to just fucking insane. Yeah, like and, and the girl's like, you're insane. He's like, you think? And, like, the ears <laughs> flap around. It's fantastic. <laughs> It's such a weird movie. One of the things that holds this movie down is like the whole possessor thing is so dumb. Like it's it's like I'm so not interested in like the origin stories of Toby, but like obviously you need it to like connect like it's needed to like connect a bunch of the plot together, but it's like I could care less. I could care less about like this wacky no, you, you avant-garde filmmaker. Yeah. Couldn't I couldn't care, care less. less. Could not. Um, there we I go. didn't. I did not. Um, I did not hit there. I just pretty much once they're done watching the movies and then he reveals like her tied up on the stage. I'm kind of like, all right, come on, let's get to the closing credits. Like, I'm, like <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm how is everybody it. thinking that like you fucking like how how do they think that Toby getting impaled by the giant mosquito and then getting electrocuted to death was part of the act. Like, it doesn't make any sense unless those people were drunk as shit. I mean, they probably were, but, you know, we've seen, like, people get impaled and stuff in plenty of movies, but I love just, like, the imagery of his, like, lifeless body dangling off of the mosquito as it's, like, swinging back and forth. Like, it's just, like, a really cool, disturbing look. But, yeah, I, I, this movie, I, I'm sure there's plenty of people who haven't seen it. Maybe you remember The Box. I really do think that The Box was one of those ones that, like, if your local video store had this in stock, you remember the cover because it's such a, a weird cover. It's it's a girl's face on a stick and there's a skeleton hiding behind it, eating a box of popcorn. Uh, and I, I said the great tagline uh, just a couple weeks ago, but buy a box, go out in a bag. Like, it's just <laughs> weird. It's a weird fucking movie. It's finally available on Blu-ray. Through Synapse, which is awesome because for a while, like you, if you wanted to own this, either paid a whole lot of money for a VHS tape or bought a DVD that was like bordering on a bootleg. Like, like it was, <laughs> it was distributed by somebody, but like it was just a VHS rip essentially with a trailer. Like, like our Monster was, Squad DVD. No, but that Monster Squad DVD was definitely a bootleg. Yeah, that, that was like. This was like I bought it at a store. Like I went, uh, I physically went to a store and bought it and then opened it. I was like, this is a VHS transfer that someone 
release through their company. That's insane. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned the Monster Squad because this movie is straight up like the Monster Squad because it ends with a monster rap. Yeah. Yes. The other song that I always remember. So obviously there's the reggae version of Saturday Night at the Movies. But there's right when the party, like the thing starts, there's like a reggae band performing outside. And I believe the oh, opening yeah. line is like, scary, scary movie on the screen. And I was like, ooh, where's this going? And then they like <laughs> cut the song short after the second line. I was like, no, I wanted to hear that jam. <laughs> of course you fucking did. Because all reggae is is just slow ska. One of the things that's always been weird to me about this movie, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that if the local theater was doing like the tingler house on haunted hill and uh, i don't know polyester by john waters and they were doing all of the different things you were getting the the smell of vision cards and you were going to get shocked while watching the tingler of course i'm going like there's no way i'm not going to that but what i'm confused by is how many people are going to watch movies with gigantic mask prosthetic heads that they clearly can't see the screen through. It's a Halloween party and they're drunk. Well, I love the guy with the second head that he can make vomit. <laughs> Matt, I gotta I gotta break it to you. You could never go to one of these events because yeah. you would be so upset at the fact that nobody's watching the movies because that's not why they go there. <laughs> You're just yelling at the crowd, You're missing important plot points! <laughs> <laughs> that is painfully true because I definitely remember the one time that I saw like Rocky Horror Picture show with an audience i was like stop talking i want to hear the song <laughs> what a strange person your brother is he's incredible he is oh we all oh, wait him. you don't mean that in a good way do you no i mean it in a great way i think that you are spectacular wow. put down that smartphone and listen to me i'm matthew milligan professional musician and lifelong weird al fan each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of Tacky and White and Nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Oh, uh, let's stop the, the love fest and um, let's get to some double features. Uh, Matt. <laughs> double feature is a movie that I absolutely love. I'm going to follow up the film of Popcorn about a group of people at a movie screening with Final Girls, 
about a group of people who go to a movie screening, but uh, get trapped in the movie instead of having to live their normal lives as a horror movie. That's a good one. What about you, Brian? I'm going to roll the dice on a double feature based off what I vaguely remember Matt telling me about, which is the movie I thought we were watching, and then I got upset that John Goodman wasn't in it. So I would follow it up with Matinee, which I think may be similar to this. Dude, So that's what's so funny is, like, Matinee's not even a horror movie because I got that confused too. Brian is me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not oh see i just remember matt talking about it yeah no matinee is like a coming of age drama comedy that just uh, is tied around like william castle shows up in a town to show his newest movie and john goodman is the william castle character oh okay well then i would be a little disappointed at the end of my double feature but <laughs> i was disappointed now i was also 13 like first time i watched shutter island in theaters because when you're expecting a horror movie and you don't get a horror movie, you get disappointed. That's fair. But Shutter Island's a pretty good movie, right? Uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, I was also a child. I mean, when did Shutter Island came out? I saw it the week it came out, so. I think it was like 13 years ago, maybe. Jesus Christ, we're old. I was 20? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the genuine disappointment. God, what a cuck. I'm so glad I got sober. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's so fucking funny all right this well i was gonna go with you know i already said the monster squad so if i was doing a triple feature review with monster squad obviously but i feel like it would be cheating to say a movie that i already mentioned um so i'm gonna go with house on haunted hill which is another movie that is heavily influenced by william castle house on haunted hill 99 one of my favorite bad good horror movies so Stuff that we would recommend. Brian knows a little bit about this one because I was texting him during my watch. I was always a, not like the biggest fan, but I've enjoyed the music of Little Dicky. So I put off watching his oh, TV yeah. show, Dave. But Dave is f a really fucking funny show. <laughs> I've heard great things. But it also like, like it's really funny. There's two episodes specifically that stand out to me as like being powerful as well as funny, it's a it's a good time. I, I definitely laughed out loud at quite a few uh, moments, so I was pleasantly surprised. Highly recommend, Dave. Can I tell you guys two movies on Shutter not to watch? Sure. sure. Um, so The Shed and Random Acts of Violence. Everybody that I know who saw it said, like, man, I really love Jay Bershaw, but this was just not a good movie. <laughs> so well, it makes no sense to have him involved. Like He, he wrote it. He wrote, wrote it. directed it. He directed and starred in it, and it's just a really fucking mean movie. And it's trying to be this highfalutin bullshit about, like, glorifying violence in the media with, with multimedia. So it's a comic book about a serial killer, but then there's a real serial killer who's using the comic book as a template. Fucking dialogue is atrocious. The concept is okay, but it almost it just revels too much in the violence you know like it doesn't really it, no one's redeemed no one's redeemable it's just fucking stupid jay baruchel if you're listening he's not big mistake <laughs> go back to doing movies with fucking jason siegel okay thanks and the shed was another movie that i had a bit of good expectation for because like the reviews i mean that's what's so good about shutter is that like movies come out i've never heard of them or movies come up that I've never seen. And I'm like, well, why don't I read a bunch of the reviews? And most of the people that post reviews on Shudder are idiots, uh, and that's okay. They probably know that they're idiots. But, you know, if a bunch of... If, if the vast majority of them are like, 
This movie was a lot of fun. Expect this to be like The Lost Boys. You kind of expect it to be like The Fucking Lost Boys. And it was like if The Lost Boys was written by a 12-year-old boy who doesn't know anything about dialogue. And it just, like, it sucked. It, it really sucked. The concept was cool as shit. And they ruined it. I was really upset by that. But I did want to mention a movie that I watched that I'm not going to get into. But expect me to pick it either in 2021 or 2022 for the show. Priest? Oh, mm-hmm. I know Priest. You son of a bitch. It is so <laughs> fucking dumb. It is so bad, but we could get a great episode out of it. We, and it's got Paul I'm Bettany a- in it. Yeah, I'm upset because you're right. We could get a great episode, but now I'm bummed that I watched Priest in the last year because I definitely. Don't I just watched it, it in the last year too, and I don't want to watch it. I'm not watching it this year. Give us a year, and then we'll be like, yeah, fuck, we'll watch Priest. <laughs> don't watch it. Like, if you're listening, don't watch it. But it is like <laughs> such a stupid fucking movie about vampires, and we could get an awesome episode out of it. I haven't watched much, but I will. Get into my typical dumb shit. Marilyn Manson released an album yesterday, and it is his best album in a long time. It's so fucking good. I've listened to it four times. He's made music since 2001? I'm shocked. Yeah, he really... It's just good. Like It's like finally him kind of like... I, I, I can't describe it. You know, I feel like the last album, it was like kind of like they want the old shit. So let me try to recreate the old shit the best I can. But yeah, it's called We Are Chaos, his new one. It's just so fucking good. I, I don't think he's done anything great since 2003 until this. I still listen to, you know, all of them. But I think I, I told Matt and Scott, I think the Golden Age of Grotesque was like his last, like, great album until this came out. Dope Hat has like always been my favorite Manson song. Like, I love that song. I love the video, the creepiest video directed by the guy who made freaked <laughs> like i don't know that I, I also think that's one of my favorite just album covers i love that album cover for some reason yeah because uh, it's got puppets <laughs> um, but that is enough of manson talk i do have to make a quick announcement to everyone uh, just so everyone listening knows if you have sinned in your life you are forgiven through me because I am officially Reverend Brian Kelly. That's uh, right. That's right. I went through a long course online that required me to put in my first and last name and email address, and I became a minister. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be wedding two individuals. So I mean, that's Reverend usually Brian how it Kelly. works. <laughs> make it till you make it. Oh, and I wanted to mention one thing before we leave, and I should have fucking started the episode with this, but um, I'm sure by this point I've posted about it more than once on the Facebook group and our Instagram, but... Fuck the Halloween franchise. Compass Pictures International somehow found our wear a mask Michael Myers t-shirt on Etsy and had Etsy take it down. And it was the fucking day before I was going to go pick up my order. And so, like, I hope that by the time this comes out, I don't have as many left. But, like, if, if New Line is still around, they don't care about me having a ghost-faced wear-a-mask shirt. Whoever owns TCM doesn't care about my leather face. Whoever owns Hannibal doesn't care about, like, Sounds of the Lambs doesn't care about my Hannibal one. Whoever owns Jason doesn't care about my Jason one. I But, like, fuck you. Fuck yeah. you so hard. Like, no one gives a shit. It doesn't say Halloween on it. It's not even an official, quote-unquote, official picture from Halloween. It's I took a picture 
of Michael Myers and I messed with it in Photoshop and I made something. It's fair use, you dumb bastards. But if you're listening and you want a shirt that says wear a mask with Michael Myers' face on it that glows in the fucking dark, check out our Etsy or our Facebook or our Instagram because I need to get rid of them. It's just William Shatner's face. Yeah, is William yeah. Shatner gonna come and have a have a takedown of of me on on Etsy? No. Uh, so asshole. I'm also gonna I'm gonna throw this out there, guys. Uh, hop on over to the Patreon. We got a bonus episode of Bruin uh, because shocking to no one, uh, the this movie maybe I would want to remake, and I'll tell you all about how I would want to remake it. Um, but. You'll have to pay for that one. So head over to Patreon, patreon.com backslash HMN podcast for our little bonus episode on that. Uh, this was Popcorn from 1991. And Halloween is just around the fucking corner. So we're talking some Halloween movies next week and the week after. So stay tuned for what those are. Peace. <laughs> Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.